welcome. Thank you for joining us. We have two very special guests here, and we will allow them to introduce themselves before we get started. Ladies first. Hi, my name is Han. And my name is Bernard. And we met Herman about two years ago. And the things that he shared with us about our relationship really changed things. And now she's a much happier wife, making me a much happier man. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I think most people would be jealous almost of that. Because in today's relationships, they separate further and further and further away. And when you look at the stats, more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. And we've been together for 14 years, married for, hold on. Five. Five years, yes, five years. (laughs) (laughs) And without your guidance, things probably would have been a lot different. So why don't you just maybe catch people up a little bit from what you did before to what you're doing now a little bit to really help them understand. So when we were married, we always thought that you had to be independent. So I go do my thing. She goes, does her Mm -hmm. thing. We just, when we go to say a party, get together, we go our separate ways and meet different people. And then thinking that that's who we are. And I didn't realize until you pointed out that we were so distant from each other Mm -hmm. and it caused a bit of a rift in the relationship. And now, well, as you can see, for the people watching the video, we're pretty close to each other now. And ever since that, we barely left each other. Yeah. Um, I would say we've become more of a team. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually Herman who pointed it out to us um, what a marriage, what a partnership really is. And and I would have to say that that really changed everything for us and um, our communication, um, the closeness, the sense of... um, just true partnership was what was missing and we didn't realize that that was missing in our relationship and um it's just it's been fun it's been a lot of fun just uh, being able to communicate being uh building up on this partnership and um you know just being together in this this new way and go on. that's beautiful and it's crazy because we were taught somehow not to be this way which this felt actually right yeah and a lot of times yeah like so we were under the impression that you know you don't want to lose yourself so you want to be independent you Mm -hmm. don't want to uh, rely on your partner whoever it is that you're with and you always have to keep a sense of identity so we were told that and we learned that and and so we kept that in mind but we were going about it in the wrong way where it was actually driving us more distant and further apart as we were together. Correct. So now that you have made that switch, how, how's life? How, how does you, how is it that you're able to experience life now compared to before? Definitely like what Han mentioned about, it's like a team now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any challenges that we f- face, it's not, on our own so now we tackle everything together making things way easier yeah 
And it's it's just more fun. It's just more <laughs> yeah, fun. I was looking. Like, at, I was just looking at her because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and like he's always has a great sense of humor, and I uh, loved him because I thought he was a very fun person to be with. But, um, <laughs> but as we've grown closer, yeah. you know, I can just spend the whole day with him. And um, like two days ago, I took time off work, and that was all we did. We just you know, hung around each other and we talked and just have great conversations even after being together for 14 years, you know, that you still have that, um, sense of excitement. That's so beautiful. So to the average watcher, listener, whoever that's listening to this, let's say they are in where you were. They have questions, they have concerns, they have few troubles, they have a few obstacles. How can you share from your experience now to really help them? What questions did you ask? What, what did you see? How did you perceive it to overcome certain obstacles to really allow? I think for me, first of all, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I was just completely unaware of what I was doing. But after speaking with you, I realized that it's about putting the relationship first. Mm-hmm versus me first Mm -hmm. because I was going off completely independent thinking just about me, 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 me. But once I put the relationship first, then I focused on really fostering that. Mm -hmm. So anyone that's out there that's going through this, put the relationship first, grow that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest thing for me was what Bernard said was not even recognizing that. Mm -hmm. So that was our blind spot right um through your support Mm -hmm. just having someone who has that clarity and being able to to say hey this is what you need to focus on this is and and i remember in um miami you were just saying (laughs) you told bernard you know like go sit near your wife Mm -hmm. like be near close to your wife and Mm -hmm. he didn't understand why and then i didn't know that you had told him that Mm -hmm. so i was just like what is he doing why is he always sitting (laughs) near me (laughs) just just to first of all it took it took a while for me to let that sink in Mm -hmm. whatever what you said to me because part of me was resisting that Mm -hmm. it's like no i don't need to do anything Mm -hmm. everything's fine but when I looked over to the other side of the room, then when I saw Han wasn't really smiling, she wasn't really full of joy, that's when it clicked, clicked in and realized, oh, okay, something isn't right. But it took that, I guess, that, that awareness. And for a lot of people, they don't have the awareness in all their blind spots. And it's when they have a lot of ignorance on the awareness or on the different blind spots that they feel they're perfect or everything is exactly how they want it but they'll never be happy the way it is if someone's trying to help and if someone actually can help they they've listened to the wrong people for most Mm -hmm. of their life and got bad advice which is what you mentioned to me before Yes. yes now when they finally have the right person with the right advice the ignorance has built up to a great degree that they don't allow themselves to allow that awareness to be awakened. So then they become very stubborn, closed-minded, sealed off, and that's when people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, for us, because like for myself, speaking for myself, I had to be open and I had to humble myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, okay, well, um, 
I'm not 100% happy, mm-hmm. though I may appear like I'm happy, but I'm not 100% happy. And I had to be truthful and mm-hmm. honest with myself. And here is Herman telling me, you know, what my blind spot is and, and what I can work on. So yes. I had to be open to receiving that support and to, to be committed to, to working towards that as well. So that was really helpful. You know what really made yes. a difference and the biggest difference is you never appeared you never actually spoke to a lot of people you never really appeared on video prior to this so yeah. the fact the fact that you're speaking so much it just shows the the results of the growth yes mm-hmm. and i didn't realize i was actually holding you back from you discovering your voice that was a big thing i was like no no she's fine she's she's good <laughs> but then why doesn't she show up why didn't she speak yeah. up yeah that was that was one of the defining moments for me and i would say for myself personally um and our and also our relationship was when you told me i remember in miami and i asked you and i said um you know what was the one thing if i could work on that would really make a big difference in my life and you had said to me um to use my voice Mm -hmm. And, and you had said that Bernard was holding me back. Mm-hmm. And that's why I asked you, do you know why I was picking on him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, yeah, right? You did. Yes, you did. And, yes. and I think, um, and I remember I just started, you know, crying. I was just like, oh my goodness, I, I, I did not see that. And it just, um, there was this huge, you know, revelation, like revelation to me. And I was just. That was just such a big defining moment for me. But would it be safe to say that he put a lot of walls up and he he didn't even necessarily knew that they were building walls higher, higher, higher? It was true. And so you didn't have a voice because anything you said couldn't penetrate. It wouldn't go through, be blocked. Yes. And so now we've got rid of those obstacles. Now when you say something, he will value it. Yes. Yes. She speaks a lot, way more now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Just want to note that. But even before when you had said that, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he was stopping me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, it wasn't even anything that we had suspected. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you saw that mm-hmm. and you pointed that out, that was how we were able to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, because leading up to that point, I always felt like he was very supportive of me. And I always felt, you know, that he was a great husband. Um, not that he was a bad husband. No. We, were, we were happy, but yeah. there were definitely points where we can grow as people as well. Of course. And that our relationship could be better. Um, it, it's, it's when I'm, now that we're talking about this, it's so insane thinking that when we were separate, I was thinking that we're going to be growing faster. Mm-hmm. Somehow, in my head. Yeah. That we're both re- growing, the relationship is growing. But now that we look back, we realize that I was actually keeping her from growing if she doesn't grow, the relationship doesn't grow. I don't grow. Nothing grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't, you can't see that mm-hmm. because you're sort of like going in the wrong direction, but you're missing all the signs. Mm-hmm. But it's a really long road. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from me being able to speak up mm-hmm. and working on that, um, we've had really great conversations. And that also had helped you because I started to, you know, not to challenge him, but to sort of like, Call me out. <laughs> call it. Call you out. To be yeah. gentle. <laughs> <laughs> but that was for your own good because I also it helped you reflect mm-hmm. more on on what you were thinking, what you were doing as well, right? Mm-hmm. So 
That's beautiful because then you're no longer in a micro lens. Your macro lens, the horizon, the spectrum is widening. And, and now because of that, we're able to discuss about, say, her career, mm-hmm. right? what we want to do with the rest of our lives. So it just opens up way more dialogue that we didn't, again, we didn't really think about too much. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it impacted me with my confidence as well. So now, you know, like, I do more videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, because a few months ago, like, I, I hated videos. Mm-hmm. I would, you would never catch me sitting here, um, let alone to sort of show this to <laughs> the world out yeah. there. Right? Um, it just, my life in such a short amount of time can change so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the ego didn't like it, though. Mm-hmm. My ego. Mm-hmm. That was the big, big... So maybe you explain that a little more in depth for the average listener. Okay. So once Herman told me what was going on, I didn't want to believe it. Because in my head, everything was quote-unquote perfect. Mm-hmm. I, had every, I had everything I wanted and there's nothing wrong. And to, for someone to say like, hey, you, want to, you might want to adjust this thing. It's like... What? Who, who are you to tell me what to change mm-hmm. about the life that I have? Mm-hmm. But I knew if I'm hearing this, if you're telling me something, I knew I needed to listen a bit and just be open. And that's when I start to see everything. Mm. It's like the blinders came off and everything was clear. I looked at my wife and I realized like, yeah, she doesn't really speak up. She's, she puts on a smile. This is the crazy thing. Like she puts on a smile. So I'm thinking everything's happy. But then you look at the results and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to keep my ego down a bit and just open up, be humble. That was a key, just to be humble. And the biggest thing in relationships is who do we tell the biggest lies to? Ourselves. Ourselves. And so if you put all those lies in here, in here, and you believe all those lies, all those lies, all those lies, how would you ever have openness when everything you're doing is a lie? And then when you have so many lies inside, then they want to go outside. So then you start telling and believing more of the lies outside. And so that's just a lie compounded by another lie. And then by the time you hear a little snippet of truth, what happens? <laughs> Hurts because the ego has so much lies that it built up itself. Yes. Agreed? So we had to get rid of that to make sure that it's no longer in existence so that you can make sure you grow what's right. Mm-hmm. Not the lies, but the truth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I know you have a few questions, and I want to make sure that we answer a few of these questions. Yes. So as a couple, we get asked a lot of questions. Yeah. So one of the common ones is, how do you know when you're in love with someone? Okay. Here's a perfect example, and this is putting you on the spot. When did the both of you know when you first loved each other? I'll let him go first. Give <laughs> <laughs> the exact date. When I first, when I first met, I'm going to be honest. When I first met her, I wasn't really interested in her. Mm-hmm. But when I saw how she interacts with other people, yes, that's when I could see her. I guess I don't know what best word her essence, mm-hmm. because it's you couldn't really lie about that. Mm-hmm. Like when how you treat people. Because she doesn't know I'm watching. Well, I don't know if she knew. <laughs> but 
that was the key moments, like how she treats her siblings, how she treats elders, how mm -hmm. she treats strangers. Like that's when I knew that there's something special about her. Mm -hmm. And when would you say that you saw that early? Because you said 14 years, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So fairly, fairly early. Mm -hmm. It was when we were dating, maybe within the month or so. That's when I realized that she's a really, really good person. Okay. Han? Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint like the moment that I knew I loved him, but I knew the point of when I saw him differently from like a friend mm -hmm. to, to one, someone that I would like, that I'm romantically interested in. Mm -hmm. So I remember that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going out, we were walking to a restaurant and he was uh, conversing with my brother who was visiting from another mm -hmm. city. And I was behind them, so I was sort of observing them mm -hmm. and just to witness how kind he was, because he was always a very nice guy, mm -hmm. but just how kind he was and just the way he was speaking and supporting my brother, um, it just really warmed my heart. And I was just mm -hmm. like, wow, like Bernard's a really good yes. guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so just something changed for me then at that point. Um, then I just saw him in a different light. But do you see the common theme of how you treat people? You saw yes. how someone had the good heart, the good essence, and how they treat others. That's what you kind of fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And so the relationship is able to grow easy around that because the number one thing in relationships is communication. But if you took money away, and if you took physicality away from the relationship, most relationships fail. Mm. Mm. If there's money problems, divorce. Not enough physicality, leave for someone else or cheat on someone else. Mm. So to, in order for someone to know if they really love someone, take those two variables out of the equation and see if you still like the person the same way or, or look at the person the exact same way. Mm. Because you don't want something from them. You never really wanted something at the beginning. You fell in love for the right reasons because of how they treated someone else. Yes. Make sense? You didn't go for because this person gives you better status. This person has, it can give you a new car or home. Or this person knows so-and-so, so I look better on their arm. You didn't go for false materialistic ideals. Mm -hmm. you, you went for the right reasons where in today's world is very rare because they go after the money and the physicality. Mm. Does that make sense? So for someone who says they really love someone, they would have to do like what you did and love what that person brings to the world, love what that person does for the world. So that brings me to the next question since we're on this topic. So people say like they're on like dating apps and stuff. Yes. Like how are they supposed to determine this? And it's even harder now. It's never been harder in the dating world because before towns were smaller before you knew the reputations of families easier, before you knew in general by the surname where they tend to come from. But in today's world, everyone's in the melting pot. Everyone doesn't know where they come from. Everyone comes from different country, different areas, different cities. And now that you're online, different parts of the world. So it's like, how do you know the reputation? How do you know if this comes from a good family? How do you know they have good values? It's very difficult. And so if you're going on like apps or online dating 
the first thing you want to establish is like how you, what you establish that they can be good to other people mm. and it's hard to do that when you can't see it with your own two eyes that's why when people meet in person after months and months of typing or back and forth and when they finally see each other a lot of times it's a letdown because mm. the image or the picture they used on their profile is not what they see in <laughs> yeah. front of them <laughs> it was from the teenage years and here they are in a different right different form so you got to be careful with that secondly when you go through it you have a false ideal of what you image that special perfect person in your head to be this person and mm. we put false hope and false ideals and expect this person to live up to it and that's something we can never do because we have to accept the person for who they are and what they bring to the table mm. but if we are constantly putting and bringing all these false lies and ideals and imposing that onto people we will never be happy because that person can never live up to your false ideal of what you created in your head so go in without any expectations of course are there any like questions they could ask that will reveal some of their nature that well, you can share here's the thing most people think communication is just questions and verbiage 90 plus percent of all communication is nonverbal. Mm. that's why it's so difficult with apps and online dating because you're, you're trying to communicate and pick up on communication signals but everything is just on text on type so you how can you pick up something on text or type when so many texts and type have been misinterpreted. So we have a, a friend and he's, you know, really great guy, mm -hmm. uh, great person. And, but this friend is always being friend zoned. Okay. So what kind of advice would you give this person? <laughs> like, is there, this is a common question, but yeah, go okay. ahead. Yeah. Cause we, we, you know, we, we try to sort of say, well, you know, Okay, so can you just briefly describe this friend a bit? Because yeah. each case is different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good guy. Mm -hmm. Very, um, you know, career-wise, everything is good on paper. Mm -hmm. Good heart, kind-hearted. Mm -hmm. Very generous. Very generous. Um, just nice. Just yeah. a really nice guy. So, so yeah, so he, he would always say, you know, nice guys always comes last. Last, finish last. Exactly, yeah. finish last. So is, is there any truth to that or what's... No. When you see someone save a puppy on the street, and let's say that was a guy, would you say that guy finished last? No. no. Why? He did what's right. Ah. He did what was right, but also what was necessary. When you're going in a relationship and you put someone on a pedestal and you're going after the wrong type every single time, how do you expect to win? That's a perfect example. Let's say you only make 20000 a year, but here you dream of a supercar that costs $4 million. In your entire lifetime, can you make yeah. enough to, 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 to order and buy that car? No. Never. Because you go after the wrong type. You have to know what type it is that you're in the in the category and then you don't put anything on a pedestal so that you can open more doors of communication open more doors of angles open more doors for us to break through our restrictions because as soon as, here's the thing as soon as you start believing that nice guys finish last guess what you will finish last as soon as you believe that everyone else can be happy but you you will never be happy as soon as you believe that everyone else has something that you don't, you will never have that. Mm. Because you believed something that was untrue, the lies again. Mm. 
But now what happens if he sat here, broke through all those lies, everything was laid out for him, no sugarcoating. And what if now he was able to break through that and then become that person that's not always believing these lies that are untrue? Okay. Yeah. Do you think that they would have a chance? I, th I think you would have a chance. I don't think yeah. he would like to sit here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but I think it would be good for him. Yeah. All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> because don't ever think or believe the lies. Mm. Don't ever think because you're nice that you finished last. Don't, as soon as you accept a lie to be true, and as soon as that belief has set in, you already lost. That's a promise. Because if we can change what we believe in, if we can change and make sure we stop lying to ourselves and we change how we approach that. So if we radiate energy of the positivity and yes, we believe in ourselves, yes, we're confident that we are a good person. Yes, we are confident that we have a very good job. Yes, we are confident that we'll be good to somebody. And you radiate that. Mm -hmm. Do you think it'll be hard to find somebody in, no. in the world when none of that is existing more and more? It's diminishing. No, it would be very easy to find somebody. But you see, here's the problem. Everybody in this world wants to fit in. But when you fit in, who gets paid the most or who gets revered the most or who gets the most amount of attention? The ones that stand out. Mm. So if you get in friend-zoned, stop trying to fit in. Mm. You have to stand out. Okay. Not true? It's very true. Wow. I feel like giving him a call right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's put him on the call. Let's get some questions answered, right? So, But do you understand? Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And you see how so many couples negate themselves from being happy because they chose the wrong person. Because when they chose the person, who they were at that time was not fully mature to who they are now. And so they almost did a disservice because they didn't have enough tools developed at the time and sharpened those tools mm. to grow the relationship. Since we're mentioning that, the another question that we get asked or they talk about is that we're both really into growth. Okay. Okay. I don't know what else to call this, but we're both interested in growth and we're willing to grow. Yes. What if you're in a relationship where your partner doesn't has no interest whatsoever. Yes. What happens? Well, each case is different because each person is different. They have different qualities, likes and dislikes. But once we understand that, we never should force someone to do something just because we said so. When you look at school and let's say the teacher is telling you, you should do this, this and this. But let's say you look at the teacher and the teacher can't even do what it's telling you. Can, can you believe mm -hmm. to do it? Would you listen to do it? No. If your parents are telling you don't smoke and here they are chain smoker every day and that's all you smell in your house, would you listen no. to it? No. Huh. So for us, we have to be very, very careful what we tell others to do or what we expect them to do without leading by example first. So when you're in a couple, if there's something that you want to change, you want to do, you can create some dialogue, plant a few seeds and say, I do this because of this. I do this because of this. But it's also the delivery. If you just went up to somebody and says, you should do this, you should do this, and this is why, <laughs> was someone going to listen to you? No. Because a lot of people, they don't necessarily give the explanation why, and they just expect you to do it just because they said so. And in relationships, that is not a win-in formula. You have to lead by example first, 
And then when the questions are asked or you ask certain questions or certain people are curious, then you share with them bit by bit why you do this, why this is important. But you have to have experience first and no one wants that. Mm, okay. Because mm. remember the three ways that man acts wisely or a woman acts wisely. First is imitation. Everybody sees, monkey see, monkey do. Second is through meditation. That's when you've gotten enough, you've seen enough and you're like, now it's time to develop my own. And the third is experience. But no one wants to do the experience, but they want to get paid as if they're experienced. They want to get the happiness as if they're experienced. But no one's willing to do what it takes to get that experience, to understand all the trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. to ensure they have that experience under their belt, so to speak, so that they can be more successful in the relationship, so that what they say holds more weight. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, but if you keep flip-flopping and say, you know, one day I'll do this diet. Next day, I'll, I'll work out for a day. You know what? This new year, my resolutions work out every single day of the year. You only work out one day, January 1st. The rest of the year, you never worked out again. <laughs> so is that person going to listen to you or trust you or believe in you? Not no. likely. Not no. likely. Yeah. So we have to lead by example. But if the partner now sees, oh, he says he's going to work out every single day of the year. And he works out every single day. doesn't miss it. He's going to be there and he's never disappointed me going to trust that if she says she's going to be there and never disappointed you you're going to trust that but if you disappoint 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 if you lie you, you hurt then you lose all the weight of what your voice is supposed to carry and it makes you have to work that much harder through your examples to show by example yeah, I'm just yeah. while you're speaking I'm just thinking through the, yeah. the couples well, <laughs> but it, what Herman said was very true because you were into this self-development or working on self-growth. He was um, the one who was interested in, in it at first. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was fine, right? <laughs> I thought I was happy. Yeah. I was fine. You know, I had my walls up and mm -hmm. um, was oblivious. So Bernard went to uh, some sort of program and mm -hmm. he was just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, you should really attend this program and I think the program was maybe fifteen hundred dollars and I, I and I remember myself I'm like well that's a vacation right <laughs> and I said I don't, I'm happy I don't think I need this I have a career I'm married I'm happy and um and I said to him one of the first thing I said to him was well you're just on this high if mm. you can sustain if you can truly grow and show and demonstrate to me that you have made um true changes in your life, then I would be more convinced, right? And a year roll around and he was still, he was, mm -hmm. you know, you've changed and he kept up his change. And so I was more convinced now. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm a little curious as mm -hmm. to what he's doing now um, and to see the growth in him. And I, I started thinking, okay, I think I want a bit of that. Yeah, so you did lead by example and wanting me to also be interested in self-growth and for me to work on myself now what if everything he says that he's going to do he never does would you follow would you listen no no and when you look at a lot of couples they say a lot of things but never follow with action never follow with staying true to their word so to speak mm -hmm. and so then you don't trust it because the communication inside you know innately that this is what you're supposed to do, this is how it is. If they say they're going to do something, they're supposed to do it. Once that is broken, then you no longer trust it. Mm -hmm. And it takes so much more for you to start trusting or believing in anything they say after that. I almost wonder if they even trust themselves at that point. Probably not. 
And that's why discipline is so important. Remember how you said you're going about it the wrong way? You thought you have to be individual? Mm -hmm. yeah. Individually, you need to bring things to the table, yes. That's what you work on in terms of every single day, but it doesn't mean you don't work on it together because you're not living in her body, she's not living in your body. So individually, you're bringing something to the table. But then when you go to the table, you have to make sure that everyone enjoys the company. Everyone brings something to it so that they deserve their spot at that table. Yeah, now that we're talking about it, it's almost like when we're playing basketball, mm -hmm. but you're passing the ball to yourself and trying to shoot and trying to rebound and trying to do everything as one player. It's never going to work. Never going to work. Never going to work. Can you play defense and offense at the same yeah. time? Last time I checked, you cannot. Well, you can try, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. What if, what if all your team is on the offense and you say, you know what, I'm, I want to focus on defense, so I'm only going to sit on one end of the court. Can, can that work? No. no. You get subbed out, substituted, correct? Because you disappoint the others who have put in all the effort. Like, I don't even know why we even did it. Like, it's just so, <laughs> so strange now when you think about it. And that's where most people don't even know what they're doing anymore, but they still do it. They do it blindly, unconsciously. And I think that's what was it. It's just that in my head, things looked perfect. In your head, yeah. in, in your my perspective. Head, yeah. In my perspective, things looked great. Until you stopped and really reflected. Mm -hmm. Then you see all the cracks. And you see the thing is, there's a lot of people that can say bad things or see certain things maybe, but then they want to burn you down, cut you down, hurt you, so that they can feel better about themselves. But when you're helping people, it's all about building them back up. Because even though you identify things, you have to give the solutions so that they can learn to start rebuilding the right way. If you see a building outside that's crooked and you, no one says anything, and they keep building and building, what if a high-rise was supposed to be straight and it's like this and everyone go, finally lives in it and they have to you know, brace themselves, would anyone live in that place, pay money to live in a crooked place? No. Why? It's not sustainable. Not sustainable, not natural. So why do we live our relationships or why do we act that way? And see, so as soon as you fix that and you no longer acted that way and you no longer lived the lies and you saw the truth and you listened and you were more open and you made the changes, what happened? This is what happened. Growth, yeah. yeah. Back as a team. Yeah. And I think um, what really helped us was that you gave us direction. Mm-hmm on what we needed to do. So you didn't just sort of point out, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, mm -hmm. and kind of left us there to, to come up with our own solution. Like you yeah. were just very clear as to what we needed to do in order to, to grow as a couple. Of course, because a lot of people, they claim they're gurus, say they're masters, say this. You know, anytime you put a title on anything you do, you rob what you're doing. Mm. Think about that. Anytime you put a title on something, you rob of what you're doing. Because even the greatest master of all will never call himself a master. He'll call himself a student of life. And it just so happened that they had more experience than you. Mm. Well. Do you think Kobe Bryant, when he before he retired, called himself the, the master? No. Why is he waking up and doing three days, waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. so he can get the first workout in? second workout, third workout before the game. Why does he feel that he needs to have that much preparation? Because he saw the greats do it. Michael Jordan did it. That's how he grew. 
So you look at all the grids, the preparation they put in day in, day out to gain as much experience as possible so that when it comes to the game, time to perform, they don't screw up. That they are there at their optimal peak performance. So why don't we do that for relationships? We just didn't. Have, we had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> right? We had no idea. We, we didn't know that we were um, missing these tools. Yeah. And so now that you have them, now we have to sharpen them each and every day. Mm -hmm. Sharpen just a little more, a little more. Practice, use mm -hmm. them. Because if we don't use them, we're going to lose it. And things will go blind again. Yeah, yeah. And um, I got to get a question in before because he keeps on asking the question. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can ask a question. So you mentioned, so we were talking about tools and communication. Um, delivery was a really big thing for me yes. because I grew up, um, you know, a certain way and I picked up certain bad habits. Yes. And, <laughs> and I don't like things to be delivered in a certain way and mm -hmm. I like so Bernard may have some very good valid points mm -hmm. but he may say something to me and I would just sort of shut it down mm -hmm. right because I didn't like his delivery because yes. I felt like oh, okay you're being kind of judgmental or um, you're not being you know open-minded enough so but when something came from you I would just say, okay, yes, Herman. Yes, Herman, right? And, and Bernard's and, like, okay, this works. Yeah. yeah whatever works. <laughs> so, so, and I assume you know, a lot of couples too would have that issue with like delivery, the communication. So um, what can, would you, you know, tips would you be able to give for, for those out there? So let's share the same example. Why is Amazon so popular? Quick shipping, great prices. And Lots they make you feel special every yes. single time yeah. you get a package. Correct? Yes. Yes. So every time you get something, you feel that much more special. So when we share communication, it's the same thing. Except we deliver it in a different package, in a different form. What happens if the package you got that was from Amazon came in a damaged box, very expensive item you bought, was glass maybe, all crushed, all damaged, you open it up, it's not as advertised. How does that make you feel? You're not going to order anything. Yeah. yeah. Upset, angry. Bad experience, yeah. right? You have to complain, you want a refund, mm -hmm. you want some compensation, you want something, right? So when we share something, we have to do it in the same way as if like this package has to m reach its destination in the safest manner, in the cleanest manner, so that when that person receives that message, it's like that same package that they open that makes them feel special. But if we give them damaged goods, give them under-promised goods, give them stuff that they never ordered, give them stuff that they never wanted, how does that make them feel? Not good. No, not, not special. Not, not, not special, special, right? Yeah. And then what happens now when it was supposed to have your address on it, but all the other people got your items, so they used to think it's a free gift. How does that make you feel? But yet it's from your wallet. Mm -mm. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so it's like with us we go around to all the different postal codes but we never get to the right address but if we're going to share the right delivery we have to make sure we have the right address but we make sure that when we deliver it it's that same special package to the right address as you're speaking about this again I'm reflecting back on my delivery to to Han 
it never made her feel special. No. <laughs> it never, it made me yeah. feel special, mm -hmm. but never made her feel special. And so you see where the disconnect is and the problem. So now she has to learn to re-trust you. Mm -hmm. Not true? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because now that she's learning to retrust you, then when you say certain things, then she listens a little easier. Mm -hmm. Whereas before there may have been resistance. And so now if we're going to take this even further, now we see, oh, well, now we see why certain so-and-so that we know has that problem. Now we see why so-and-so has this problem. It's because the delivery in itself. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking about right now. I'm going through the whole Rolodex. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right? And then when you put stress and you put all the baggage and you put all the stuff that people bring to a relationship, how can you share or deliver that message if the person is like how you said thinks everything's perfect and doesn't even want to see that anything else can exist very difficult and that's why if we're going to understand what it takes to make this work you have to leave all your baggage outside the door you never bring it in here and that's what you did you left all your baggage outside so that this can grow but if this can't breathe and this can't grow and all the baggage is in between both of you then it makes the relationship become more and more distant. And then it doesn't matter what you say, how you say it, it'll never get delivered. How does one leave their baggage? I was just thinking of that. <laughs> Picture this. When you go in an airplane, how much are you allowed to bring with you on the flight itself? Not what you check in. It's a carry-on. Oh, just why? Why is that? Not much room, the weight. Not much room, weight, what else? Space. Mm -hmm. Efficiency as mm -hmm. well. What if everyone brought in their big, huge check-ins, but on with them? No one's going to fit. No one's you, going you to fit. You can't even take off. So then, if you bring in all the baggage into a relationship, where is there room to grow? Where is there room mm -hmm. for love? Where is there room for children? Where is there room for a job? Where is there room for parents? Where is there room for friends and colleagues? Where is the room for that? So you, so you ask how you get rid of that. Don't bring it on board. Mm. Period. If you know you have it, and if someone's telling you you have it, you need to make sure that it does not go with you to your next destination. Mm -hmm. And if that's home, it's got to go. Because way too many people are bringing their baggage to the relationship, and it, it dooms the relationship before it even starts. Mm. I guess that's where you get all the drama. Of course. Yeah. So what if your relationship is your significant other? Mm -hmm. So we've had, you know, friends who are in these relationships. So at what point would you say, okay, I'm not going to work on this relationship anymore because it's not working out. So how do okay. someone know when something's not working out or not? Well, each person is different. Each one has brings something different to the table, different personalities, different likes, dislikes, right? So to generalize, we would have to say, if, for instance, they were married for 20 years, perfect example, and there was a lot of fighting, a lot of hurt, a lot of mean things said, bad things said, almost to the point that they want to separate, let's say they're separated now. If there's no more love, there's no more support, and there's no more time or space to grow then maybe it's not great for both people if they're always becoming their worst type with that other person 
like they're always their worst version of themselves when they're with that person mm -hmm. maybe it's not the greatest relationship to stay in but you have to make sure you do your due diligence what that means is can both parties say they left the baggage at the door can both parties say that they made sure that that delivery was special every single time can both parties say that money and intimacy was not part of the equation that they actually genuinely love the person for who they are because if not then it's just infatuation mm. and infatuation is what many people confuse as love think about that how many people rush into a relationship get married within the month infatuated with the person after the honeymoon remember moon wanes right so here's the full one always will wane so that's why I don't like that word when people say honeymoon because that's the happiest time you're married and after that you're no more because mm -hmm. everything went away so that's why we have to make sure it's never out of infatuation that you rushed in because it's always said that fools rush in because the infatuation was not based off of a solid foundation and if there's no solid foundation there's nothing to build on or grow okay yeah, I was just thinking about that like when people say they're in love with that person there's no if they don't understand infatuation they just treat it as if that feeling and you feel so high it's like this is the best thing in my life so yes let's get married yes because they think that's the next part of the evolution that's what everyone else did yes all right and now so and so got married so you know what i feel i need to so and so had a kid so i feel i need to so and so went there i need to go live there and it's like they're imitating everything they see mm -hmm. so then they meditate on that so they imitate more instead of getting their own experience get rid of the lies get rid of all the things the baggage that's holding them back so that they can see and break through all the things that they've blocked themselves from seeing so when someone let's say um we're talking about baggage still mm -hmm. right so we see in a lot of people nowadays like they go through mental health like yes. suffer from depression okay. anxiety and all that stuff so that would make it harder for them to leave their baggage correct would it correct and so should you work on yourself or or how can that person be supported in their relationship or are they in the relationship yes okay so let's say hypothetically this person has a lot of those demons inside that they fight so to speak yes and then they're in the relationship how long hypothetically would you say that they're in this relationship for um i think like they've been there for about three four years okay yeah so the person that they were with knew who they were and what they were getting into before yes. correct yes okay we have to just be very cautious when we're going through that here's why when someone has a lot of illnesses mental physical spiritual whatever illnesses they may carry it's called a dis-ease which means something is not proper something's not balanced not you're not easy you're not easing into a situation everything becomes distressed follow so far mm -hmm. if you're trying to fix the relationship that's already been three four five years but let's say your condition now has escalated and it's not getting any better and it's putting a, a strain on the other partner it is very difficult to grow the relationship when we haven't grown ourselves, because we've lost control of our ability to maintain our health 
to make better choices. That's why we have to make sure when we're growing up, we don't waste what we have. Just because we can maybe drink X amount of bottles of alcohol doesn't mean we should. Just because we could smoke X amount of packs of cigarettes doesn't mean we should. Just because we could do this or do that doesn't mean we should always do those things if it's going to be very detrimental for our health later on. We have to be very cautious at the beginning what we choose to allow ourselves to do because every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And if we don't like the reaction, we have to control it with our first action. So once we control that first action, then we take the responsibility that we're not bringing a lot of that baggage to a relationship because we're, we're taking care of ourselves when we're younger so that whatever we do and not do, it's with purpose. We're going to eat healthy because you know what? I don't want to end up like my grandfather. We're going to eat healthy. We're going to exercise every day because I don't want to see like what I saw at the hospital. We're going to make sure we take ourselves as a priority because I don't want to just go to bed really late, wake up really late, ruin my whole week, ruin my whole weekend, and then be on this whole cycle where you're now dependent on external things to fill what you are killing internally. Makes sense. Now, yeah, you have another question? Because I have another question. Okay, you go. Say we know a bunch of single people. Yes. And they're looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright. So, or some actually think that they're going to be single for the rest of their life. And is that, like, how does that work? So what do you mean, how does that so, work? So that, that, is it true that everybody, or are there certain people that will just be alone for the rest of their life? Or is it because they're blocking something? It all depends on what they have done in a previous life, what they have done in this life. If, let's say, in a previous life, they abused women, treated women like dirt, never cared for them, but just used them for whatever pleasures or whatever they felt like and treated them as if like they're not human. And you come into this life. If you ever want to know what your past life is, look at the present of what results you have. So if it's hard for you to find the right one or for someone to care for you or for someone to be loyal to you and all these different things, well, it's because you've done that before and you have to experience what someone else felt on your behalf. So they have to experience it for the rest of their life or nope. they can make changes? They have to prove that they are worthy by graduating. So let's say someone has no partner and they're single. What are they doing to help nourish love in other people? Yeah, I'm thinking about that right now. A lot of people who are single don't nourish a lot of love with other people. It's like they feel sorry for themselves. They play victim and they feel almost as if they, it's just better to be single because they chose the wrong people to spend time with and those people brought too much baggage and they became involved in too much of that baggage. Remember, the actions, again, we have the choice of who we want to spend time with. We have the choice what we want to bring into this relationship. We have the choice whether or not this is the right person. Everything's the choice. But if we cannot control now what we've done in the past, 
then in this time, in this present, we have to make sure if we don't have enough love, are we given it? Mm-hmm. If we don't have enough, say, family, are we making others who don't have family feel like they have one? Always give twice as much than you receive. Always. That's the golden rule. That's why you have to listen twice as much as you speak. Use your ears and mouth proportionately. See, see everything you're saying makes sense. We just don't know. So we have two eyes, two nostrils to smell, two ears to listen, two hands to touch, right? But why only one mouth? But when you go to a restaurant, people treat as if they have two or three mouths because they're chewing and talking, (laughs) chewing and talking, right? So why is it we only have one mouth? We should be more humbled and listen and watch and... You always have to observe before we have anything to share or say. Mm. But in today's world, everyone has a voice, but they don't know how to use it. So they spread hate because they can hide behind a keyboard. They spread hate because they can say behind your back. They spread hate because they feel they can get away with it. As opposed to sit down like this and let's address a situation and create a solution so that the world doesn't have to be a better place. It can be a better place. I almost feel like I should give all those people a call and sit, have them sit here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone says that because once they finally find the clarity, what happens? Things change. Things change. So I'll ask you, why is it that people value diamonds to be so valuable? You want to know the like the conspiracy like behind it? Or I know what I know all the history behind it, the conspiracy. <laughs> but, but it's but clear. I'm just, it's I, clear and so it's it, does it does it not have four C's? Yes. When you buy it. Yes. So what would you consider the first C? Not clarity. Clarity. If it's all muggy when mm-hmm. they put the mm-hmm. lens on it and it's all cracked, would it be as valuable? No. No. Then would it not be color. So if you have good clarity, then the color can mm-hmm. shine brighter. Not true. But if the clarity is dull, then the color will not shine because then it won't refract the light. Not true. Mm-hmm. So what's the third? You should know more of this. Uh, cut. So when we cut ourselves, we have to cut and make ourselves lean to get rid of the baggage that we don't bring to the table so that when it's clear, and there's a lot of color, then when the cut is perfect and into a very unique design, then you stand out. Mm. And what's the fourth? I can't remember. Was it carrot? Carrot. Yes, the size. The size. Yeah. So then the size matters after. You can get the big size, but if it's not cut, it's just a stone. Not as much value. It is when you cut it so the color can refract. So then once the color refracts, then what happens? When it's in a more beautiful shape, it's no longer just a stone. It has more aesthetic value. So we need to be the same way. We have to be clear on what we want. We got to make sure we understand and live life where we understand what's black and white. Then we bring with our personality and our gifts that color into the world then from that then we make sure it's cut and we're lean because we're cutting everything that doesn't belong 
in that stone so then it can be worth greater and then you grow the value do you understand got it see diamonds are precious not really but i just have to give <laughs> yeah. that example for yeah. for people to understand why yeah, yeah. that's a different story <laughs> that that was the greatest marketing yes probably of all time <laughs> okay any other things I just, just, I'm just so blown away by all of this wisdom that you And uh, we don't have anything in yeah. front of us, correct? No. <laughs> no. Some people have asked me, well, what are you reading off of? Or what do you, do you have a teleprompter? Do you have this? There's never anything in front. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think for us, um, I used to be really afraid and intimidated to sit close to you or even, <laughs> or even to have you look at me because... Why? Because I had so much to hide and I think I wasn't um, ready or open enough to look at myself to, to see what was, you know, where I can grow and mm-hmm. um, my blind spots. And um, But the moment that I faced that fear, because that was a really big fear for me, um, <laughs> but the moment that I faced that fear, it just all the like there was just ease and i think um what makes you so special to me or to us is your delivery and just how you make us feel it's always um how you you know helped us grow but we would never feel that we were never worthy or we weren't good enough or you never make us feel like you never made me feel like i was a bad person Mm -hmm. Um, but that the way you've supported us in the information that is delivered and how you do it, just, it felt like you just cared, like you cared. Thank you. And that's true. And it's because there's no judgment. Absolutely. And that's, that was a big part for me because I was judging myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I was so afraid to to sit down and sit next to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but just there was just absolutely no judgment on your part and I was able to receive that information and to do better for myself and and my family. See? I just wanted to mention something. Do you remember when you first met Herman? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was so nervous <laughs> and scared and remember what you said to him? What did I say? Nothing because you cried. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get anything out. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. But I would honestly say in complete honesty, the turning point for you yeah. was when you saw what I did for him what, or what yes. I did to him. Yes. yes. That was the turning point, to be honest. It was, it was because I saw how he has grown mm-hmm. and he was very, he was more curious and he was, he, he was always saying, you know, whatever Herman has, I want to learn from him. I want to grow. I want, mm-hmm. I want that. Right. So. Um, so he went full force, went right into it, and and I was just on the sideline, being so mm-hmm. scared and intimidated, and and I became curious because he was that example. He set that example for me, and I was curious, and I said, okay, well, I actually want what he's having because he seems to be growing, and. And that was when I was just, okay, I wanted to... But I think one thing you left out, and I'll share this, because I think this is something everyone can learn from. You said no one was able to speak to him the way I spoke to him. Yes. Is that not accurate? 
That is 110%. And it's because the way it was said and how it was said, it was direct, but it was not disrespectful. It was direct, but it was non-judgmental. It was direct, but not critical. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. And people don't know the difference. And so they always blur the lines and they always become judgmental, critical, disrespectful. So is the person going to listen? Never. And so I think that's very important for us to learn that if we can show that it works here, then it shows that we're all capable. Yes. If it could work on me, (laughs) because I got to admit now, it's okay. I admit now. I'm very stubborn. Mm-hmm. Nobody can really speak to me. Yeah. Nobody can get through to me because I thought I knew it all. Yeah. So to have someone like you actually speak, like bring stuff up like that, that's kind of sensitive and personal and not reject it. I mean, it hurt a bit, but not reject it, not resist it. That says a lot. Yeah. Because, well, I don't, these people don't know me, but you know me. Yes, I know him. It's, it's well. very hard to get through to me mm-hmm. because I always think that I know more mm-hmm. or know better. And would you say that the average person out there is probably the same way? Probably. I think my, yes, yeah. I would say so. But you see, you got, you got out of your own way. So look at what happens when we get out of our own way. We can actually be happy. Yeah. It does exist. It does. It does exist. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just so different from where we were. Um, it wasn't that long ago, too. No. It, and it doesn't have to take long. No, it, it does not. It doesn't, right? And it's just our willingness. It just depends on um, your willingness to, to grow and to make changes and to commit to that as well. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a lot today. well i think i mean we can stop this one here and thank you both of you for sharing i think everyone could have learned something from this today thank you so thank you for being here thank you again just for for the impact that you've made in our lives thank you always grateful yeah Yeah. thank Thank you. you as always